On today's Spotlight on KRWC, our third Tuesday of the month, and that means it's our regular monthly visit with Adam Austin. Adam is U of M Extension Educator with the Wright County area. And Adam, good morning to you. Happy April. Good morning, Tim. Good Does, to be here. Doesn't uh, kind of feel or look, well, I guess it kind of looks like April, but uh, it doesn't really feel much like it. I think when we talked last month, it was actually uh, looking like it was going to be kind of an early spring plant, and uh, we were talking about, you know, getting in early, but boy, it's really slowed down here the rest of the month. Yeah, it's been cold. Um, We're still probably on track for some early planting dates in early May. Um, You know, that'll all obviously depend on on what the rain does here in the next week or two, Uh, but I know know for sure, you know, things are greening up. If you kind of look in the underbrush of the woods and stuff that I drive past, those are all greening up real good. Obviously, grass is greening up real good, and then we're starting to see a lot of weeds and stuff pop up in fields, too. So, you know, spring is here. You know, everything's budding and blooming, but yeah, this uh, these temperatures of the past couple of days really don't don't match up with what we're seeing out there. Yeah, it's it's always um, you know hit and miss on the uh, the weather situation every spring. You know, every spring's a little bit different. We've had years where it's really wet. You know, it might uh, be an early snow melt, but then you get nothing but rain for a while, and uh, other times it's you know uh, snow hangs around for a long time, so you never know for sure. Yeah, we're definitely not dealing with a huge excess of water like we have been in some in some recent years. Things have kind of dried up. You know, that rain from last week really helped give us a good shot of moisture, but we're not dealing with a ton of standing water in places, which is nice. And, uh, you know, things are, you know, really they're maybe on the dry side a little bit. If we go through some dry stretches here, I think you'll see start to see some areas really fast this spring that look dry. Um, but, you know, if we keep getting these timely rains at the right times that still let our farmers get in the fields when we need to, uh, things could look really good this spring. So I guess we're definitely still in that wait-and-see mode to see how things actually shake out. It was a pretty nice rain uh, last week. We did, uh, from reports from quite a few listeners, we were uh, at or maybe slightly above a couple inches over the course of a few days. So it came down kind of a nice just what you want, kind of a nice, slow, soaking sort of rain, and, and really was, you know, in most places anyway, fairly substantial. Yeah, I think that was that was a really good early spring, you know, few days for us there to, to maybe add some water deeper into our soil profile without, you know, flooding everything. So those nice, gentle, you know, April showers that we always talk about, that, that'll... That could really turn out to be helpful if things do stay dry at all to have some of that moisture sitting down there below the soil surface a little ways. And uh, as long as we're on the topic of it, you mentioned that there is some greening going on now in, uh, you know, hopefully some of the uh, the ditches or some of the areas where, where the grasses are. But uh, still, we've had situations where, you know, the potential for wildfire definitely is there. So you got to be really, really careful about that. Right, yeah, that was obviously a big thing before last week's rain. Things were so dry, and it seemed like every day we were dealing with uh, with gale force winds. So we kind of had the perfect conditions there for a week or two to really let things burn. And thankfully, I didn't hear, I mean, I guess we did hear reports about, you know, wildfires going on all over the place, but I didn't hear anything of too big that was that was kind of local to here. So kind of glad we got through that. Um, things can obviously dry back up pretty quick here. I, 
definitely, you know, you see some dry spots out there now, um, you know, a week after this rain and, you know, that fire danger might be creeping back up a little bit. So that's just something we kind of deal with every spring, but, you know, as, as the stuff starts to grow a few more inches, that danger will go down more and more and more as well. Let's stay kind of on the farm topic here before we uh, switch to master gardeners. Uh, talk a little bit about some of those early weeds that are kind of popping up a little bit. Yeah, I've noticed in some spots in recent days of driving around that we're starting to see those early weeds pop up. That's nothing new for farmers. Things like dandelions, uh, actually seeing some kochia, which might be a little bit more prevalent around here than I and I realized I didn't really notice that much at all last year. Uh, maybe that dryness is really helping that kochia be a little bit more vigorous this year in some of our fields and others. And then we're seeing grasses pop up in those spots and stuff too. And I'm sure there's some other weeds mixed in too. So, you know, that's something you got to deal with all the time as farmers, especially when you kind of have an early spring like this. You know, those advantageous weeds are going to do all they can to get established and do their thing before before, you know, the corn or the beans, whatever's going in that field to shade it out and all that stuff. So that's something, you know, farmers got to deal with all the time. So if you're seeing those weeds pop up, it might be worth a conversation with, you know, either me or your agronomist, whoever you work with, uh, to figure out if we need to do anything special to take care of those weeds early on this year, uh, whether that be just some simple tillage, if we're dealing with some annual weeds or some, some less aggressive weeds, um, otherwise, thinking about some some different herbicide applications to uh, take care of those really early flushes of weeds. And other field work that's been going on, I guess you could touch on it a little bit, not a whole lot yet, but um, I would think that uh, folks will be thinking about getting out there with uh, a few projects here shortly. Yeah, I'm sure if you're not in the field at all, you're doing, you're prepping your planter, getting things ready to go, because those couple weeks can really fly by here before we'll be really thinking about getting in the field. But yeah, this time of year, manure hauling obviously is still a big thing, cleaning out pens and pits from from a long winter. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of that going on. You also see a whole bunch of, uh, well, I shouldn't say a whole bunch, but a lot of the small grains are getting in at this point. I think this week you'll probably see a lot of those going in, you know, your wheat, barley, oats, rye, whatever you're you're growing there, um, and then and then maybe a little bit of tillage too, you know, kind of finish those seed beds up and get them ready for planting. Uh, you'll be seeing a bunch of that too. So, you know, not we're not in full force busy season yet, but not even close. Um, but we're starting to see a little bit of activity out there with our farmers. Notice that prices uh, still continue to be on the high side, which uh, I, as long as it lasts, I guess it's kind of good news if if people still have some uh, grain being stored. Yeah, definitely. If you have any of the old crop, this is uh, this is uh, very good markets for that right now. I think beans really skyrocketed the last couple of days. They're they're creeping up closer to fifteen dollars at this point. I saw over. Fourteen seventy-five for sure. They were trading for this morning, um, and that's that's the Chicago price. So you know our basis out here in Minnesota, you could probably chop off about 40, 40 cents off that price. Uh, but corn too is still doing really good, floating right under six dollars a bushel. I saw. So yeah, if you've got grain to sell, um, you know who knows? Maybe these prices will continue to go up. But there seems to be a lot of demand out there. But definitely great market conditions to have have some grain to sell either way if you decide to hold on and and let the prices go up a little bit more or if you decide this is the time to sell definitely not a bad spot to be in 
actually, a conversation we were having though yesterday with with more of a dairy focused group is, you know, if we're dealing with six, seven bushel corn still once we get into late summer, and you some of our livestock farmers that have to buy a lot of their feed inputs, you know, what are maybe some other options to avoid having to buy that expensive feed? You know, maybe you can grow some more forage yourself or kind of balance out balance out your ration a little bit differently so that it's a little bit less uh, painful on your checkbook to feed your cows. So, you know, there's always a flip side of things, too, with uh, some of our livestock farmers. But definitely, you know, our egg markets are looking great overall right now, and uh, it's really good to see. Adam Austing, our guest, University of Minnesota Extension agent here in the Rhine County area. And we're talking uh, some April topics. Let's shift gears here a little bit to the Master Gardeners. What are they up to these days? Yeah, they're really getting kind of back into the swing of things. Obviously, they've been kind of uh, kind of laying low for the past year or so with COVID. But now we're we got one teaching one Master Gardener. She just last night taught the first session of a beginning vegetable gardening class. Uh, that's just kind of a first year thing where we're trying it out with a really small class to kind of kind of pilot this program and then really launch it next year. Uh, so that's really exciting to see that going on. And um, Jamie is the name of the volunteer running that one, is doing a wonderful job uh, getting that up and going. Uh, also, with everything greening up, we have our Master Gardeners getting back out soon to the Wright County Fairgrounds and maintaining that garden that they have and some of the signs and stuff. So that'll be really cool to see them kind of clean that back up and make it look good again after a long winter. And then there's some of them that are starting to get back into some projects with uh, whether it be 4-H or a couple other groups. So slowly kind of getting back into the swing of things after after kind of uh, sitting back for, for most of last year. Yeah, they're a, you know they're a very dedicated group, and uh, it's been tough on them as it has on a lot of different groups to, you know, kind of have to take a back seat and, uh, you know, not that they couldn't do some individual projects on their own, but as far as meeting as a group, et cetera, been tough. Right. Yep. That I would say undoubtedly is our number one. I don't know if I really want to call it a complaint, but. But a uh, thing that I'm hearing from volunteers is that, you know, they just miss being together. So we're really hoping that, you know, whether it's one month, three months, five months, you know, hopefully the earlier the better. But, you know, getting them back together as soon as possible so that they can, you know, kind of rekindle all those friendships and see all these people that they haven't seen in well over a year now. Is it too early to make a call yet on spring days or has that been kind of sidelined again this year? Yeah, spring days has kind of been sidelined again for this year. You're looking into some alternatives and stuff, uh, but really the the traditional spring days that that we want to do just wasn't feasible this year. So we're just gonna wait one more year and come back and hit that one strong in 2022. So some of the a lot of the planning stuff is already in place because that's all that we've really been able to do is uh, some of the little planning things. So. I'm really excited to see how that one turns out next year. And, you know, for this year, we're focusing on a lot of other projects, you know, with with, with our 10 new uh, volunteers. They all have kind of a first-year project that they do, and sometimes they ask other volunteers to help out with those too. So I think everybody's uh, plenty busy and very excited to get back in the swing of things. 
All right, let's shift gears to some events that are coming up. You've got a few things coming, not, uh, you know, real overwhelming calendar yet, but uh, some things on the horizon here. Yeah, obviously we kind of stay quiet when it comes to a lot of classes and stuff like that this time of year because everybody's so busy getting ready for the fields and stuff like that. Uh, so not a ton going on, but we what we do have going on right now is some beef quality assurance classes. And so the beef quality assurance training program, if you're not familiar, um, there are some beef suppliers and beef purchasers. So you think of the larger processing companies, not necessarily always large either, but um, many of them have decided to require this BQA certification from, from the producers that they purchase cattle from. So that's just a thing that simply shows you've gone through this class and know how to uh, safely and uh, and mindfully handle cattle um, and grow them right and grow them happy and strong. Uh, so that's a good one to get. And that too, if you if you market your own beef and sell it locally or anything like that, that can also be a great thing to kind of have on your farm's resume, just to show your consumers and your customers that you're that you're doing your part um, to be a responsible farmer. It's just kind of you know kind of reinforces. To, to everybody that you're already doing a lot of th- the things that you are. So nice little opportunity there for, for our beef producers. And um, I've heard that those have been going over over very, very well. So we have a, some remaining sessions, uh, and these are at 6.30 p.m. at night. Uh, one is actually tonight at 6.30, and then the next one would be on May 6th, and then another one a couple weeks later on May 18th, and then finishing finishing things up on June 3rd. So a few opportunities there for you yet this spring slash early summer for the beef quality assurance. Okay. I'll let you just go over the rest of the uh, events that you have here. Yeah, definitely. So the next one I have here is field notes. And what that simply is, is just every Wednesday morning from 7:30 to 8 AM. So kind of a good way to start off your early morning is uh, to sit in maybe on this field notes thing where basically it's just going to be, a bunch of uh, educators from the University of Minnesota Extension, maybe a couple guests, whatever, just going over some hot topics, some things that we're hearing in the field, uh, maybe some things that are going uh, going wrong this year, things that are, you know, just a little bit off. Every year you're dealing with, you know, maybe a little bit more of one pest than another or something new or something strange. So this is going to kind of be an opportunity for people all across the state to come together Wednesday mornings and just talk through how things are going and, and see what, uh, what maybe some plans are to remedy some of these issues that pop up throughout the season might be. So that one is going to be really interesting. I'm really looking forward to that one. I'm sure I'll be sitting on in on those most Wednesday mornings. Um, and you know, just a good way for whether you're an agronomist or just a crop farmer or somewhere in between, um, really good opportunity for you there just to stay up to date on what's been what's going on around the state uh next i uh, just just another reminder that every month there's a a sheep and goat webinar this month on april 29th i think they start at maybe 7 p.m i'm not sure sometime in the evening um they have i guess the world-renowned dr pinkerton he is all about all about meat goats mostly, and they're going to talk through a bunch of different facets of of raising and managing goats. So um, that's April 29th. If you have sheep or goats, that sounds like a really good opportunity for you. 
um, because he's just known known really nationally and internationally as someone that that has a lot of knowledge about about raising goats. So, and then lastly, just uh, just to put in everybody's head early on, coming up way on April seventh, um, they've decided they'll be hold, holding breakfast on the farm at Deers Corp, which is kind of in the southern part of Wright County. Um, so that was supposed to be there last year. Obviously, it didn't happen. So. We're excited to get out there and show everybody a dairy farm um, at Deers Corp there on August 7th. And uh, put out a few months, normally in June, of course, for a dairy month, but uh, just for a little extra precaution, they've given themselves a little uh, extra padding there for time-wise. Yep, yep, definitely. So a couple of months after you would normally do it, but that's, you know, giving people time to get vaccinated and giving us back to, some time to get back to normal. Um, so that we can go forward August 7th without, without as much worries about that sort of stuff. All right. Tell us about uh, the situation with uh, extension. Uh, any talk of uh, back to the office? I'm assuming you're, you're still working remotely. Yeah, well, actually, I'm kind of transitioning back. Um, I'm here Mondays and Tuesdays for the most part at this point. Um, and, you know, every employee kind of has their own little schedule. So um, that's kind of where I'm sitting. And I also use those days to, you know, get around the county a little bit and visit people that I need to visit. So even when I, when those are my office days, I'm not necessarily here all day either. Um, but I don't know if you've heard the the back to work day for Wright County employees is June 14th. So that's kind of our benchmark right now on uh, when we'll start getting a little bit more back to normal. On the flip side of that, the university um, stay-at-home or work-at-home date goes until August 2nd. So it's going to be a little bit of a balancing act between uh, making things work for our positions and for our jobs and for the county and also for the university. But that's just something that we can work through, um, and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be nice to get back to you know, how many times have we set it back to normal in yeah. the past year? But <laughs> when uh, that June 14th date rolls around, I think it'll start to feel feel like maybe we're there a little bit. Yeah. So another six, seven weeks here, and then uh, we'll see what the status is by that time. Hopefully we'll be in in better shape and hopefully getting ready to go. Right. All right. Uh, in the meantime, they can contact you how? You can get a hold of me. Uh, cell phone is the best place to do it right now because obviously, like I just said, I'm not in the office all the time. My cell phone number is 320-249-5929. You know, if any of those events that I that I mentioned just a minute ago piqued your interest, uh, feel free to reach out to me and I can simply, very simply get you the information for those. Uh, otherwise, email too is totally fine. That's a Austing, so A-A-U-S-T. I-N-G at U-M-N dot E-D-U. All right. Well, Adam, always uh, nice to talk to you. Thanks for the update on uh, things that are looking a little more like spring. And uh, next month we'll touch base with you, and hopefully we'll be another month closer here. So that'll be good. Yeah, definitely. By next month I think we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about, hopefully, unless something goes sideways with the weather. So should be an interesting one. All right. We look forward to that. Have a great month, and we'll talk to you then. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Tim. You bet. Adam Austing, University of Minnesota Extension agent in Rye County, on today's Spotlight on KRWC.